Welcome one and all to another episode of the Bigfoot Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Tooze, and today we have the opportunity to have as a guest, Emily Palm. And Emily and I met in undergrad and uh, got to uh, know each other a lot from taking a trip to the United Kingdom for a couple of weeks for studying abroad and uh, and ever since then have been continuing deep conversations, reflecting through those conversations and um, and adventures ever since. And so thank you, Emily, for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. No problem. Well, start us off for today. If you were to meet someone new and they wanted to know who is Emily Palm, how would you describe yourself? Well, um, my name is Emily Palm, and I am currently a caseworker in downtown Detroit for homeless individuals. And uh, that's what I do day to day. Um, Something I'm very passionate about is coffee. And I really like black coffee and um, I really like dogs. And like Monica mentioned, I love adventuring and traveling and um, that's something this pandemic has taken away, but I still like to find ways to do that. Very true. Well, thank you for sharing that. As you brought that up, I feel like when I was starting to have coffee or have more of it in my life, I feel like you were one of the people that kind of like helped me um, figure out what I should have or like different places uh, when we were back in Milwaukee of uh, great places to have coffee. Um, shout out to the Collectivo that we were like doing some visits Collectivo to. and Stone Creek. <laughs> yes, great places, highly recommend. All right. Well, going off of the adventure part, you can't really do that too much right now, unfortunately, um, which is rather rough. But with that, like besides doing the study abroad in the United Kingdom, you've done so many different adventures across the country and, um, and many other places. So out of all of the places you have already visited where would you visit again if you could only choose one wow that's a really hard question um I actually think I would go back to the Lake District where we went together um, on the study abroad uh, in the UK it's just such a beautiful place and we had a couple of weeks there and but we only spent a short amount of time in the Lake District And just the beauty of that area was amazing. And I loved hiking there. And I did another trip with our school um, to Italy. And I really enjoyed that trip. But that was more like a city trip. And I just really Mm -hmm. enjoyed the nature and the beauty of the Lake District. And I would want to go back there. Gotcha. Very understandable. Nice, gorgeous area. And definitely the trip was very focused on room the romanticism era of uh, 
literature and such and so um I know I can attest to it that like I feel like while we were walking through their steps of those former authors that like it started provoking thoughts and emotions of just going back and such so that was a really great opportunity all right so moving on to core questions of the podcast since podcast is all focused on learning and especially from those who have stepped into our lives and left a big impression on our minds i.e bigfoot in this case that we're naming it so with that who has been a personal bigfoot in your own life emily um someone who's been a personal bigfoot in my own life is my uh, pastor from my hometown her name is pastor jane easley uh, she's been a pastor for most of my more adult and teenage years. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am right now without her. She did this program that I'm doing right now. She did an abroad version of this program in Israel. And she told me about it. And she really encouraged me to do this program or and to follow my heart to do a sort of mission work, uh, even if I wasn't completely sure at the time. Mm-hmm. So she's she's someone who's really impacted me. Um, she started as an English major and then later in life went to seminary. And the way she preaches is just absolutely incredible, not to make this about religion, but, um, it's just really impactful. And I always learn something every time she preaches. So even though we have a really small congregation, um, I just think we're so lucky to have someone like her who really tells a story. And even if you don't learn something about religion, you learn something about yourself every time she preaches. And I just am so thankful for that. She's taught me so much. Wow, that is very cool to hear. Are there any like key lessons or... Yeah, I guess I would like go with like key lessons that like you kind of go to a lot that you remember from her? I think a key lesson that she taught me is to the cliche of really follow your heart Um, because I really didn't know if I wanted to um, at the time I wanted to do international mission and that's just not possible right now with the pandemic but um, I was like I don't know it feels like something I want to do but it's scary and she's like yeah it is scary but you just have to follow your heart and um, yeah, and I think that's really powerful. And she's also someone who just believes in having conversations and having those hard conversations. And I think that's something that we don't do enough in today's society is have those hard conversations. Um, more thing she has taught me is just to love everyone. She, I think religion gets a bad rap for not, we claim that we love everyone, but we don't. Um, and, but she truly, truly loves everyone. She really explores other religions and tries to understand them. And I just think that's really um, a lesson she teaches in practice. And um, yeah, she's just really awesome. That's great. And 
uh, while you were going through those takeaways that you take to heart, I definitely can see them through like our interactions. I can see that you are definitely living those. So that's really cool to hear kind of like that background influence and such. So awesome. All right, then. Who would you say is a Bigfoot from afar in your life? I would have that much. Um, in the ninth grade, before I even knew anything about anything about our hero, and I was like, ah, yes, Michelle Obama, not really knowing what I was doing because I'm a freshman in high school and no one knows what they're doing. Um, but um, I really learned a lot about her and like how she grew up really with not a lot and in Chicago. Um, and I just really found that powerful and that always stuck with me. And then to this day, I have really found her as a hero to me. Um, I read her, I listened on Audible to her book, Becoming, and she reads it. And so that's really powerful. And just, again, listening to her struggle and um, being the first lady and everything. It's just incredible how she has invoked so much change. Um, being our first uh, Black first lady. Um, yeah, she's just such a powerful woman. Sure, that's a very good one to uh, get Bigfoot from afar. And you've brought up in previous conversations about her books and um, and a little bit about her. So I know I haven't been able to get into reading them quite yet. Uh, still working on finding the right time and such, but uh, definitely something that I plan to because of your recommendation. So that's awesome. All right, well then, who would you say is a fictional Bigfoot in your life? The first thing that came to my mind is Scooby-Doo, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna stick with that. That's just spent so much of my childhood loving Scooby-Doo. I still have a Scooby-Doo lunchbox, but I'm going to go with um, Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, I just really found how he, you know, stuck up for the underdog especially mm -hmm. in that time frame that the book is sent, set, not sent. Um, that's, that's really important. And I feel like Atticus as a character is before his time with that. True. And I've always loved that book. Again, I read that book in high school and it's something that stuck with me. I recently reread it as well. Um, and He's just so, I don't know what the right word is. He's, he's very calm and collected and he seems to always know what's right. I know that's not true, but he seems to know what's right all the time. And he shows his children what's right. 
through his actions. He is a pretty good role model for his children and then others who read how him through the story. So very great choice. Not that I'm like, uh, not that there are good or bad choices per se for any of these, but um, I'm really enjoying hearing your takes on each of these questions. So awesome. So personal Bigfoot of your pastor from back home. Yeah, Bigfoot from afar with Michelle Obama and fictional Bigfoot of Atticus Finch and also Scooby-Doo. I'll still put that in. He's he's a great one. He has fun while, um, you know, trying to help out others, which I, I say you do. Yeah, he's very helpful to other people, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, well... Going off of that helpfulness part, like you certainly embody that with your current position that you have for work, and then also with different projects you have. Uh, for instance, I know of the blog that you have right now. So if you could touch a little bit on those and how if people want to learn more, how they can do so. Yeah, so I work at the NOAA project in downtown Detroit, N-O-A-H, stands for Networking, Organizing, and Advocating for the Homeless. Um, If you're interested, you can Google it and it'll come up and you can donate to us if you're interested. Um, We're always looking for donations, especially in this uh, winter. It's really hard um, because uh, people can... Uh, freeze to death which is really sad but um we're trying to get people housed in this time and it's just a real a really big push in the winter um for that as well as getting people hats and gloves and stuff like that just to keep people comfortable and safe um and then uh for me personally I have a blog that I'm trying to document my mission that I'm on um I guess I should say that I'm a global ministries individual so that's my overarching mission and then I'm sent here to Detroit to do that mission work as a caseworker and I'll be here for two years so to document that I started a blog called in my reflection and the url is empalmtree.com and it's just me having thoughts about my mission and also just some random thoughts, but it just helps me to process different things I'm going through because my work can be really hard. Um, and yeah, if you want to check it out, I would encourage you to. Very good. And I recommend Emily's blog. It's uh, some of it touches upon like the uh, your travels or like, uh, I know with one of them talking about you know, the writing you did for the Lake District uh, trip, but then also getting to learn about your experiences in either a poetic manner or in a prose manner of just writing out is really neat to see and a great way for people to learn more. Thank you. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining today as a guest on the Bigfoot Learning Podcast. 
very grateful to have you. And and we'll make sure to put in all of those details into the show notes as well. And yeah, as always, keep on learning through reflecting and connecting about any and everything that's going on in your lives. Until next time. All right. Now is this portion of the Bigfoot Learning Podcast where it's the post-interview part where I reflect on the interview and the process and the experience at large for the different lessons and learning areas for improvement that I noticed throughout the entire process of putting this episode together. So one of the main parts I noticed was how preparation was different compared to the first interview to this interview because the with the first interview with Culpepper, yes, I was prepared. However, I had my plan and the different areas I wanted to touch on and to properly describe what was going on, all just sorted out in my mind. And for this interview, I made sure to write out some of those key parts that I wanted to make sure to have clear and to the point and while at the same time allowing that flexibility for wherever the interview conversation would end up going. And I think that is something that I will continue to do in the future for upcoming interviews. And with that, I feel that does help out with the whole confidence end because then I can practice out some of those areas and be at the interview before actually conducting said interview. Because even though I would like to think that this interview I had less us and tripping on words compared to the first interview, I know they were still there. And there are things that, you know, not necessarily going to completely take out. However, you know, having them there can kind of put on that external impression of, you know, where's that confidence level? Because even though going into this interview, my internal confidence level was much better than it was for the first interview for this one I still felt when I was listening back to it and doing edits that yeah I can definitely practice and do that mental rehearsal a little bit more beforehand and just even breathe a bit more beforehand and even during the interview to allow that confidence to not only be something that I know I have but then that the people who are listening can realize because I know in listening back to it there's some parts where I'm like ooh that was a little rough but hey again this is episode four interview two so a lot of improvement and opportunities for growth in the future 
And so that's definitely a thing that I'm going to keep in mind is that mental rehearsal and with that being mindful of how my voice is during the episodes for the interviews. So then, you know, though I feel at times voice can be rather choppy, especially when tripping up on words and trying to gather what that next part's going to be. And so working on that being mindful of the cadence and just the overall tone and such can be beneficial and something I'll keep in mind for future episodes. And then besides that whole preparation, confidence displayed part, also for the Zoom recording, the for the recording itself, there was a part where we we got stuck and a bit frozen and you know that's going to happen with doing virtual interviews and such so with that we rolled with the punches and I had to accept I'm gonna need to do a little bit more work for post interview edits and that's what I did put in the effort and those little details of taking out when there was the frozen part and just let that moment go and just finish off strong and it ended up working all right and I keep on saying end here but going with that that's kind of how life is right now you got to roll with what's going on no matter what it is and especially with technology it's going to freeze up whether you're just trying to talk to another person or you're in class and you're like I may have missed something so what am I going to do from there and try to just move on through and finish as strong as you can so thank you for listening if you stayed to listen to this portion of the episode and hope you stay on and keep on following for future episodes like and subscribe and share this with others who you think would be interested. And until next time, have a good one.